Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. Sunrounds at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The college football season is here. And it starts with a Big Ten classic between Illinois and Nebraska. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the newest member of the Alliance. And with me, as always, is AJ. The end of the Pac-12 is nigh, Marchese. I support the Alliance full-heartedly, Rob. Why didn't the Pac-12 expand? Uh, Because they respect the Big 12 too much. Wait, you know what, no one thought popped into my head? This would be a perfect time for North Dakota State to join the FBS and just hop right to the Big 12. To the Big 12? The Big 12. Okay, I like it. I like where your head's at. Does South Dakota State go with them? Of course. you got, you got to keep them together. Today we're continuing our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the SEC, where it just means more. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out. To Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's going to wager future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The NBA season is just a couple months away. Weeks away? Months away. Uh, but that's not stopping AJ from hopping on Spotify Green Room every night to break down what's going on in Orlando. That's right. On a live audio-only sports talk platform, AJ's breaking down all the magic news you could hope for. Ain't that right, AJ? Yeah, this week, uh, we sh- it's, it's Wagner week, where we, we're breaking down Franz's uh, Summer League debut. And hey, Moe's back in town, baby. We got the brothers reunited. Uh, we're breaking it all down all week long on, uh, what's the name of my, my show? Magic Kingdom or something? I can't remember. <laughs> that, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's free to download and to use. Talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Getting the the Wagners is like kind of like having the Sedines, right? Wait, the Who's? 
the Sedin brothers from oh, the Canucks? It's exactly like the Sedins. Right? Because, like, you used to do hockey, now you do Orlando Magic. And they both play for blue teams? Mm-hmm. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow AJ to be notified when Magic Kingdom goes live. Uh, which, it's every day. Every day. Every single day. Sometimes three times a day. Never twice. Sometimes three. Exactly. Come with your spiciest magic takes. Speaking of blue, my highest rated quarterback in the SEC plays for a blue team. Bo Nix. How'd you know? That Auburn blue. That really Lord dark Eagle, Auburn baby. blue. Um, no, sorry, it's not Bo Nix. It's, it's Matt Corral. Uh, I think he is, uh, at this point, a top five quarterback in the class. For me, mm-hmm. at least. Where do you stand? Just jumping straight into QB talk in the SEC. Uh, for me, Robert, uh, he stands as a top five quarterback in his class as well. Um, <clears throat> probably five, fifth though. I don't, I don't keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth, He's. Fifth, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of like, for me, it's it's in no particular order. Rattler, Howell, Willis, Strong. Then Corral sneaks in as my fifth. I think same thing for me. Um, yeah. The 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 thing like. He was a big, big time gunslinger uh, last season for them. Obviously, Lane Kiffin coming over, and, and they kind of found some instant explosiveness on offense. Elijah Moore was a huge part of that. But just throwing on the tape, he he's just got a rifle of an arm, and he navigates the pocket at times so crisply. Now he'll force things; he'll try to rip things with that arm into into some dense coverage, and that'll lead to. Lots of interceptions, which happened to him a handful of times. But um, physically, he he looks and plays like the type of quarterback the NFL has coveted in recent years. He's really good on the RPO quick stuff. Um, he can make, make plays out of structure, and, and he can make the off-platform throws. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but the, the arm, I, I don't know, the, the velocity he can put on a ball really caught my eye. Yeah, it's it's like the the zip is better than like the just the ability to push it downfield. I just found like he's very fluid. Like that's kind of the word that, that came to my mind, which like you know, like he can manipulate his body to find the passing lane, uh both the bottom part and the top part because you see him drop his arm slot, like you mentioned the off-platform throws. Um that will get him into trouble like you said. There's lots of things that gets him into trouble and he had a six interception game, but uh, a lot of times it works, and like you said, you, you marry that with the the velocity, um, the ability to throw a touch that he, he displays often, the mobility, the escapability. There's a lot of good on tape for Matt Corral, um, but even like like some of that, like I find like like he, obviously he needs to see the field better because sometimes it's just head scratching interceptions. Yeah, and sometimes like oftentimes he he navigates the pocket really well, but I just think he kind of has to do it more consistently because sometimes I think he or or just be like less stubborn because sometimes I feel like he's got a defender in his face that he could easily avoid and he just trusts his arm so much that he tries to make the throw and it's a pick and, and yeah. it's like it's like it's all right there because you can I've seen you avoid this guy a million times and make a nice throw. Um, it's just doing it. I, it's just I feel like it's a stubbornness, um, like you said, a gunslinger mentality. I, honestly, what I what I kind of felt was like he feels to me like a lot like Zach Wilson, but like yep. 
if all of Zach Wilson's amazing plays, because we've seen it where, like, like how did Dax Mill make that? You know what I mean? So many times where it was like, how the fuck did that drop in there? It's basically if all of those plays were interceptions. So it's like, it's like Zach Wilson and, and it, without, the, without the Mormon magic is my big takeaway. And it's going to be really interesting to see. And, and, and Corral's one of the most exciting quarterbacks to watch in college football. He was really sure. fun. Even the good and the bad, it's all just fun with him. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how he operates without Elijah Moore this year because we know how good Lane Kiffin is at utilizing his top weapons and, and getting them significant yeah. amounts of touches, like going going like all the way back to his Alabama days with Amari Cooper. So taking Elijah Moore out of the equation, they've got some playmakers obviously still around him, and he loses Kenny Yaboa as well. But I'm interested to see if there there's more on his shoulders in terms of spreading the ball around, working through his progressions, and less kind of layup throws to Elijah Moore this season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's he's definitely got a chance to, to be one of the clear-cut top five quarterbacks in the class. Who's your number two quarterback? Uh, JT Daniels from Georgia. Mine as well. I don't love JT Daniels. I have a seventh round um, on him. Yeah, I have a late day three as well. Uh, those are my only two draftables, him and Corral. Me too. Um, he he he's interesting because the he's very. I thought he was very inconsistent. Like he'll miss yes. some easy crossers, but then he'll hit a wonderful deep shot. Uh, he he can kind of get flustered under pressure, but um, other times he he operates through the muddy pocket fairly well. He's not like a, a great athlete, but he, he moves well enough. Mm-hmm. Solid arm. I, I think good velocity too. Um, doesn't I, – I, I, I found like he would lock in on a guy though and force a ball. Doesn't necessarily work through the progression super quickly. Um, looked his best on play action. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you said there. Um, I feel like, yeah, just – obviously he's just coming to his junior year, but – Becoming more consistent. I, I don't see like a future NFL starter there, but I feel like he could be no. like the tools to be a good long term backup. Yeah, I, I think people just got got overly excited uh, being the five star at and the other Georgia quarterbacks. Yeah, being the five star at, at USC and then yeah, and then coming in kind of being Stetson so much better than these, those. Oh yeah, <laughs> replacing a walk on who who was just happy to be on the team. Um, the two quarterbacks I do uh, who I don't have draft tools on, but I, I think are, are poised to take big leaps are Emory Jones at Florida, where the sample size is so small it's hard to really break it down. But physically, he is there, big time arm, really great athlete. I'm I'm very excited to see what he does for Dan Mullen this year. And then Connor uh, Bazel Bazelic at Missouri kept catching my eye too. He uh, uh, I, I like what Eli Eli Drinkowitz is far exceeded my expectations and I like what he's doing there and uh Connor Bazelic 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 I'm gonna stop uh I, I thought he was just a really smart poised decision maker yeah. for such a young quarterback doesn't have a wow arm but um really really poised yeah no for like for he was a redshirt freshman last year and yeah no, I, I agree with you like he's I, I don't know if the tools are there but no I agree with the the poise. I think like he'll be good for that Mizzou offense. Um, number three for me was Emory Jones. I don't have a draftable grade, um, but in you know you saw the PFF stuff on Twitter saying Emory Jones is the next goat or whatever they're saying. I'm like this is r- ridiculous. But like even going back, I think like the the most attempts he had was that Oklahoma bowl game where they got their asses yeah. kicked. I watched that game, and watching that game live, I was just laughing at Florida. But going back, I'm like you know Emory Jones showed a lot and like. 
Yeah, he did. It's not consistent, but there was a couple amazing deep balls he had. I think he might be more accurate throwing deep down the field than he is throwing yes. short. A million, a million percent I agree with you. Which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, his feet are a disaster. I don't feel like he's very poised. But the arm talent is there, and obviously he's a very, very, very good athlete. Um, so, yeah. no. It's, it's such a small sample size, too, yeah. right? So, like, yeah. Yeah, so it, I'm very excited for that. Um, and you, you any trust other Dan to put guys in the league, too, right? Well, I mean, you got Kyle Trask drafted in the second round, so yeah. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to know what you thought about Miles Brennan. I don't. Even, I don't. Honestly, I think Max Johnson's going to win the LSU starting quarterback job. Well, and he's he's going to miss uh, most of the year, anyways, right? He's he's banged up. So like it's. Uh, like I I think he he probably ends up transferring. Yeah. Because no, I yeah. think I think like he's good enough to be a starting co- quarterback in college football. He showed Me enough too. last year. Yeah. Um. But just yeah, situationally injuries like it, it just yeah. And I just feel like kind of overall inconsistent just like so inconsistent in the pocket too like sometimes you see him step up and deliver and other times just disaster holding on to the ball too long like mechanically wonky too but i think that the arm is there and i agree i think he can be a really solid uh starting quarterback in the in the in college did you want to talk about bo nix or no <laughs> um okay Not this is my only me. bo nix question how much bo nix talk are we gonna i'm sure you won't come out this year when bo nix comes out how much Bonex talk do you think we're going to have to deal with between January and the draft? That's my question. I, I think that's the most interesting. Well, we should have question. to deal with none. We're going to have to deal with some for sure. So too yeah. much is the answer. Yeah. Him winning okay, freshman let's... of the year over Stingley is, is going to always come back to be mentioned. And not, not in let's... a mocking <laughs> way either. Stop talking about the bad quarterbacks. Let's move to running backs where we've got a lot of good ones. It's a good, it's a good group of running backs. Nice to see it, it's a good group and a, a couple different flavors of backs mm-hmm. here. Um, who, who is your top guy, Isaiah Spiller? Yeah, but I was, to be completely honest, I was slightly disappointed. But he's still my top guy. I got the same take where it's like I think he's very he's going to be a very solid, like he's a Demarco Murray, like mm-hmm. one cut, bit of a slasher, six one two twenty five. Love the contact balance, some good power, good good enough quickness, can catch the ball well enough. Yeah. Um, just not dynamic. Just doesn't to me doesn't have the the explosive playmaking ability to kind of ever be a home run hitter. But he can be a Mister Consistent type back, which uh, like he's not a first round back by any means to me. Um, but potential day two back. Yeah, f- watching him, it's almost like I don't know. In my mind, I was comparing him to Javante Williams. Like, not not saying that's who he is. I'm just like that's kind of the standard in my mind for a bigger back right now. And, uh, and J- Javante Williams is much better. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. I do like like you know like obviously first and second down he's going to be on the field. Like, I agree with you. I, he's not explosive, but I do think like he's a good athlete if that makes sense. It's almost like his feet look like they're moving slow, but he's not. And then you, you marry like like he turns a lot of like three yard runs into ten, but no, the, the explosiveness isn't there. I do think he's got a good radar, just for where defenders are, and he finishes every run. He's kind of a glidey runner. I do like him. I just don't think like it's he's a first round back. And that's watching him live at, at Texas A and M. That's kind of what I expected going into the tape. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like I'm, I was ready to fall in love with him, and it, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I think I like part of it is. Yeah. He's he's kind of talked about it on that same level as Brees Hall. Yeah. Just because, to me, they're kind of the two 
alpha male running backs returning to college football this year uh, as true juniors. And he, to me, he's not near Brees Hall right I now. Agree. Uh, yeah. Like, Brees Hall is my clear-cut one. And, and that's not, like, I still, Isaiah Spiller is currently my third-rated running back. I just, I, uh, Eric Gray, I, I just love Eric Gray. I don't know um, if I have, I don't, I don't think I have anyone between um, Spiller and Brees, but I got a big gap. It, 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 exactly. Like, that's, and, and the, the gap, like, the, the grouping after Brees Hall, it's like a lot of guys are in that grouping. Yeah. Um, it's just Spiller's not near that tier one Brees Hall potential first round back level. Um, who's your number two back? I stuck at Texas a and Aeneas Smith, consider him a running back, okay. consider him a wide receiver. He's my number two. Okay, so I put I ended up putting him with the wide receivers. Okay. Um, but he would be my number two running back uh, if I had him here. So let's just do him here. Um, okay. Obviously, he's a guy who's playing both positions. Um, 5'10", 190, kind of a, a bit of that change of pace, satellite back, but also a slot receiver gadget. They get him involved in mo- – they do such a great job utilizing him. Yeah. And he – if you look at him as a running back, he's the best pass catching running back in this class. Um, and if you even if you just look at him as a purely receiver, I, th- I think, like, he's a phenomenal route runner. He does so much after yeah. the catch. Uh, a couple dings on him will be just – there are concentration drops and his yeah. catch radius and ability through traffic can be an issue. But when you look at him as a running back, that's kind of less of an issue, I guess. Like he's in that Curtis Samuel mold coming out where you hope a team takes him and uses him in all of these ways as a chess piece, which didn't necessarily happen for Curtis Samuel until Joe Brady got to Carolina. Um, because that, that, that that's the best way to use a player like this. Sticking him in one role kind of takes away his value. But, yeah, he's one of the most exciting and most fun playmakers in the entire class. Hey, the, the Browns are – I mean, it's preseason, but they're using Demetri Felton pretty well so far. And they've had a need at receiver, so he's got a lot of time on the slot. And, he, like, it feels similar to Felton, but a better player. And, yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree with everything you said. The route running is really impressive. I, I do think he's more – Running back that you play at wide receiver than wide receiver that I'm either way you're using him at both right and yeah and like yeah like I I, I like that they line him up in the slot and let him use use his route running ability to cook DBs but they'll also line him up at running back and get him kind of manufactured touches yeah. to get him out in space as a space playmaker even some creative routes coming out of the backfield too and like you said kind of motion mm-hmm. stuff um, pass pro wise I think he's got a really good radar in pass pro I think he's got really good effort I think he's physical. But being 5'10", 190, he can kind of get knocked back at times. But I, I think it's it's pretty good there because you're going to see him there. Or I guess you don't have to. You can move him up the slot. But just the one thing was the concentration drops, which I kind of didn't expect going in and just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, so my number two back, because I've got Nia Smith with the uh, receivers, it's actually Jiron, Jiron Ely at Ole Miss. Ely is my five? Five. Okay. So we differ a bit here. Um, he, like Aeneas Smith, to me, is a, an awesome space playmaker. He does a ton with the ball in his hands as a pass catcher. Big-time burst quickness, elusiveness combo makes him a home run threat. Um, n- not going to be a consistent like between-the-tackles runner. Doesn't have great vision and, and yeah. pa- power just not really there. But when you get him in space, he, he can really cook. He's a great kick returner, too. 5'9", 195. I think he is the... The exact uh, satellite back the NFL, every NFL team wants now. 
like that I, I, in that Naeem Hines guy. I like him. I got a fifth on him. I, yeah, it's just I, I kind of want to see him just make more guys miss between the tackles, and that's kind of I, I, I kind of expected him to make more guys miss, and he, he just didn't. But he's got really good balance, like you said, the agility, the quickness is really good. The burst is really good. Um, I know I, I like him. I think I see his similar role. Uh, just got like a, a mid day three grade on him, but he's not too far behind uh, my number three and four. Uh, three for me. I ended up having James Cook here from Georgia. Who, I love James Cook. Yeah. Um, who he's my four. Yeah. Um, let's talk Cook. Uh, another guy that's catching a lot of balls, but like they like it's it's funny how they use him. If you look at James Cook, I. I I feel like you wouldn't expect him to be used like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, as the pass catcher? Yeah, like how heavy they do. But I guess it's Georgia, so they, they rotate their guys. Yeah, yeah, he he the the with him, it's like he he's another guy who's just gonna be a perfect satellite back. Such a natural pass catcher. I like him more than Zamir White, uh, his teammate, who I think is gonna have a little more hype. But um, I would draft him White, but I, I think yeah, me White's... too. I just James Cook's more interesting to me. Agreed. Um. Yeah, and, and natural pass catcher, who again just does so much good work in space and can hit some home runs because he's got big burst. <laughs> like yeah. he's not his brother. He's a t- he's a different different type of cat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like he's got good agility. Like you said, the, the hands are natural. The route running is really good. I like. I think he can be, you know, like like a true um, third down back where like if you got to hand the ball off to him, you got no problem with that too. You know, like. <clears throat> like an old school kind of uh, satellite guy. Uh, four yeah. for me. Four for me. Um, Kevin Harris, South Carolina. That's my three. Okay, so we're like ah. kind of on the same page. Okay, so I feel he, like he's, he's more of a getting... he's a he's a rugged old school runner. Yeah, he's an old school dude. I feel like he's not getting enough love right now because yeah, he's thick, he's sturdy, he's five ten, two twenty four, but he's got a lot of juice for a guy who's two twenty four. You saw him killing angles against LSU. Like he just how's the counter play? Like beat everyone on on that he, defense. He runs so freaking angry and and just bounces off tackles like nothing. I think part of the problem is um because you know how I'm so plugged into Gamecock country. They got this this uh, redshirt freshman named Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, and like the hype's been unbelievable about him. So it's, it's kind of sounding like it'll be less of a last year with Harris being just the true bell cow and being like really the only. Year, right? Yeah, and being the only thing to watch on that offense, this year it's yeah. it's going to be more of a, a split, it sounds like. Yeah, no, for sure. But, yeah, like you said, he just runs angry. He's tough to bring down. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well. I think, like, again, like I said, with, with, like you said, with Marshawn Lloyd, just they're probably going to be splitting time. I feel like Harris is going to be a guy that, like, come draft season when he d- comes out, he, he's going to, you know, get a lot of hype going into the draft. See that in yes. the future from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. He's uh, he's like your boy Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, kind of is. You know what? Actually, I got a little bit of Chris Carson vibes. I, I like that. So not, a, not a comp, just vibes. Especially with, you know, Carson coming in, being a late seventh-round pick, almost Mr. Irrelevant. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, I think I think Harris is going to go higher, obviously. I, I got a fifth uh, on him already. All right, let's jump to Zimir White now. Who? Okay. The the contact balance two torn ACLs is already a concern, but the con the contact balance and the quickness you get excited about that doesn't do a ton as a pass catcher, doesn't have yeah. the most um, most wiggle to him either, and I I just the vision kind of held me back on him, um, but I I do think he he's a day three back. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the vision's meh. Um, not much in the passing game, which is kind of a disappointment. 
but like solid pass bro if, if you care but yeah I, I think the feet are good i think like he's kind of a quick cutter so like i think if he just develops i think he can become a solid rb2 like if you just see it and hit it type of back yeah yeah i like that um I also have a, a draftable on Tyler Batty, who's another satellite back in this class, 5'8", 194. I love him. I think he is – He's the the elusiveness in, in the open space quickness, like he just naturally making guys miss and what he does as a pass catcher. And a, a, and a guy like Drinkwitz has done an awesome job yeah. utilizing as a true pass catcher. It's There's a lot of, uh, a lot of just between Ely, Cook, Batty, uh, and Nia Smith. Like, there's a lot of satellite guys in this group. No, for real. Yeah, baddies, you know, lots of and, and, I found him, like... And Traylon Smith, by the way, at Arkansas, who I don't have a draft on, but I like him. Um, For a guy that's not very tall, he feels like a very leggy runner. I guess just, like, an upright style. He's a lot of fun. Um, I, I didn't mind both Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez. They're just bigger dudes, kind of get it done rugged runners. Br- Br- I, I Brian Robinson's the TJ Yeldon Alabama back not the dynamic back the TJ Yeldon one yeah where I think he'll probably like but you know 6'2 224 and strong build and you know it just yeah like a TJ Yeldon like day three late day three kind of guy come in um Chris Rodriguez kind of similar not as tall though around the same height there's solid burst rugged runner um solid contact balance I think it's a really good group in the SEC. Yeah, no, which, not shocking. No, not at all. Speaking of good groups, what did you think of the wide receivers? I enjoyed the the big dogs. I Maybe not as deep as, it's, not as, deep as they I, usually I, are, but they're still I, well, the high-end guys. My, my, my take was going to be it's not, it's not as deep as the Big Ten. Agreed. No, the Big Ten was better, for sure. Um, at, at the top and through, there's more dudes in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, uh, taking Aeneas Smith out of this, uh, yeah. because we talked to him, uh, Tra- Traylon Burks is my number one wide receiver regardless of that though. Uh, me too. Him and, him and Matthew are very close for me though. Um, Burks, obviously Arkansas, 6'3", 225, built like a tank, plays yeah. predominantly in the slot, lines up at running back a lot, which was just such a fun, fun way to utilize him. We're not necessarily – like, it, it was shocking how much – when you're really focusing on him, how much he's lining up at running back. They get him involved as a motion yeah. guy too. Really strong hands. Awesome after the catch. Um, really really good in traffic too. The, the, the worry is separation in terms of route running and release. Like, when you're that big and playing that much in the slot, it kind of reminded me of how A.J. Brown played at Ole Miss. Where he's just yeah, you know what that's that's a good one. But you know what, I, I almost like watching the way he's used. I almost got like Levisca Chano vibes, just like the, the, the yeah. running back, the slot stuff. That's cool. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I like. It's that. almost like AJ Brown with Chano, which I mean is a high thing. But just the way the way he's used, um, because like he's he's more like he's the same weight as Chano, but he's got the height. Well, he's taller than AJ Brown too. But um, yeah, he just like it's almost like he's more physical before the catch than Chano is. Obviously, he's a really physical pass catcher. And he's not the explosiveness that Chanel is, but I think he's like a good enough athlete. I'm yeah, not, he's, he doesn't have the top end explosiveness, well, but I'm not I, really worried about it. And I don't want to like kill him as a route runner. Just he's no, he really doesn't run a lot of routes. But I think I think you see in terms the of his pieces routes. that he can be a good route runner. Yeah, like it's not he's a bad yeah, route runner. I, I it's just he's not really the, doing it much. Go ahead. Um, and it, it, it's hard. 
it, I was gonna say it's yeah. hard to knock Arkansas for the way they're yeah, using no, him because sure. they're using and him I in did such a fun that, way. Like he seems to be like really good um, in communication with the quarterback on the screen, finding the soft zone. Like he's he's the top guy in the offense. Yeah, yeah, he, his coverage, yeah. like the yeah. yeah, the coverage recognition from him is really impressive. I, I like that take too. Yeah, he he he's always so aware of where the spaces and the holes are when a play breaks down. Um, he's he's my number uh, three wide receiver after the Ohio State boys. On him. Uh, and now far behind it, I got Mechie also a late second round grade. I'm a homer. Okay, though. so I'm a little lower on Mechie. I, I was kind of, uh, I was, uh, I know you are, I know Brampton bred. Uh, so my big concern there it's was contested. just the hands. He's, he just the drops kept catches. showing up. Like the big thing is that he needs to get stronger at the catch point. Uh, yes. Like, I was getting Nelson Aguilar vibes in terms of, like, there'd be these huge, oh, no. splashy, big-time plays, and then there'd be some drops that I don't love. And he's a good route runner. He's not elite. Like, he's not at the the Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, yeah. Chris Olave level, but he's a good route runner, uh, and he's obviously got those burners. I'm ready for – like, I'm excited to see him take a step this year because I really think he will. Um, but, yeah, that, that that's why maybe I'm a little lower on him than you is just the hands, the ball skills worried me. No, he, he really has to clean that up, but – I, I do think the route, maybe not at that. You know what? I'll put him with Garrett Wilson, but not with Chris Olave as a route runner. Because um, he kind of does a lot of similar things where, like, that, that just that jab step in his route. He uses that so effectively. And he throw, he kills some DBs with it. Uh, he uses it a lot. And another guy, I just don't think he loses speed during his route. He paces his route really well. Um, another guy, just like, it's like, it's just good body control. I, that's almost what I'm. Like the, the the thing like I'm noticing with a like really good route runners, just they, they control their body so fluidly, and it's you know at every little junction right before the stem or whatever they they just throw a little little jab step or even just a little shoulder shimmy, and it just completely ruins the DB. Um, one route that I really enjoyed it was kind of a goal line thing. Um, uh, his first Auburn touchdown just came off the line, and like he did like a little like floating gliding hesitation move. The DB stopped his feet. He just accelerated past him easy, and it was just a nice drop over by uh, Mac Jones for a touchdown. So yeah, it's it's you know, he's he's going to be such a bigger role in this offense that I think that's just all the tools are there. He just needs to work on that contested catches, that just getting stronger at the catch point. And uh maybe work on the release game a little more, but he's already good at it and I think he can take off. Yeah, no, uh I I like I I really do think he's going to take a huge leap this year. That was just my kind yeah. of maybe nitpicky take. What do you think of George Pickens? No, that's fair. He's my third receiver in the SEC. Um, Thing is, like he tore obviously he tore his ACL, so yeah. we're I'm assuming and, not seeing him yeah. this year. I like it, it factored in. I bumped him down a bit, and then obviously not just the ACL in the spring, but the history of injuries too. Um, but yeah, six three two zero three whatever. Um, I was impressed by like how like springy of a route runner he was. Like he's getting in and out of his cuts really well for a taller guy. Um, but another guy like. He'll drop the easy one, but then also come back and make insane catches, right? And Honestly, a better straight-line athlete than I expected. You see him win deep. I do like George Pickens a lot. It's just staying healthy for him. Yeah, he, he he's a – like, I, 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 I kind of – my takeaway was he, he reminded me of Robbie Anderson a little bit. I like that. I, like, I think that's a good one. Um, I like that. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, he just – a very – like explosive mover for a, a taller guy and just with yeah. like kind of uh the rebounding skills and 
stretch the field. I it sucks he's hurt. He's always hurt. Um, okay, so the the those three and and for me Aeneas Smith as well. Like that's kind of the big boys here. Did anyone else get you? I like Karis Jackson, but he, like, he's is, you know he. Okay, so I, I I thought he was just like a very a Mister Consistent type guy. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I I just watching Georgia games live and just hearing his name. I thought he was gonna be a little more a flashy dude, but no, I I totally agree with you. You know, I think he's a day three kind of slot guy. You know, he runs nice routes. He's just his hands are solid. You know, he just makes consistent plays. I like to see him kind of turn more yak plays because do that. But no, I think as a day three kind of just consistent slot dude, I, I like it. Yeah, I also I'm really excited about Wandale Robinson at Kentucky. As you should be. He he is a really fun player, and he's another guy who's kind of in that. Is he a wide receiver? Is he running back? He did both at Nebraska. He's now at Kentucky. He's in his home state. He is a very dynamic playmaker. Um, I'm expecting them to really utilize him. Like think about how they used your boy, um, who I can't even think of his his name right now, which is Travis. Lynn Bowden. Yeah, like I hope they use him like just insane ways, like Lynn Bowden. I hope he's playing quarterback by the end of the year. But just a, a <laughs> he might be a, a very explosive uh, deep threat who can also be dynamic with the ball in his hands as a as a yak player. Um, I'm pretty excited about him. Gatewood's just transferred too, right? So hey, they, if 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 one goes down, I forget the starter's name, but uh, maybe he is playing quarterback. Uh, anyone else a wide receiver? No, that was kind of it for me. How about you? Me, no, me too. I'm ready to move on to tight end. Um, who's 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 your who's your number one tight end? There's two good ones. I, yeah, I got them kind of similar. Um, it's you know what? Before we before you even admit who your number one is. It, it, it came away with what kind of what I was saying about Jeremy Rucker last week. He, uh, he's my number one tight end in that moment. But it was like a grouping of six guys. And the, these two are both in that grouping too. Like it's it's very they're, neck and neck. There's ahead. several guys for me. Okay, they're, are they're they your top two tight ends then? Th- they are. Okay, they're my one and my three now. Rucker's my two. Okay, so uh, you tell me who your one is then. Uh, mine is Billingsley. Okay. I, I give him the nose over Watermeyer. Okay, obviously he just hasn't been used a lot, but you throw on the tape and the athleticism is fucking impressive. It's from from the first snap. It's like it's like holy shit, he's at a different level than the rest of the tight ends athletically. Just like there's, he's got burst to him, um, and he runs really nice routes. But then you know Nick Saban seems to have an issue with him. Just he's called him out multiple times. Yeah, uh, I saw that like day. just the other day. Yeah, it's crazy. So like that kind of scares. I don't. I don't like hearing that. Obviously, it's Nick Saban. Um, he's not a great blocker. I know you don't worry about that too much, but he's not a great blocker yet. Um, he's willing, just just not technically great, not strong. And he's six four two thirty five. He's my top guy. I think the sky is the limit for him. But like also, he's a little bit of a of a risky situation. But his role in that offense has to be getting bigger because of all the guys that left. Um, and I think he's the. the the second best option on the offense period yeah he he is obviously not super super utilized last year because of what they had around but now it's yeah it's him in theory it's him and mechie is the one too and he's just such a fluid and explosive athlete like he just at times he seems like a jumbo wide receiver he's just moving so well and he he's so good in those contested catches um, I'm so excited to see him in an expanded role, but yeah, it's just with the Saban kind of 
dogging on him a bit. Like that's kind of the big concern right now. Yeah, I, just in the doghouse for like I don't know effort, maturity stuff. It it was yeah the other day, and then I think earlier in the in the summer too, there was something came out about him. Um, yeah, that kind of scares me. Uh, we're Jalen Watermeyer. Uh, I got him just a, a tick behind Billingsley, and I, I feel like uh, he's pretty he's pretty Mister Consistent. The opposite of Billingsley, he was the top pass catcher for Texas A and M last year. He's six five two twenty uh, two fifty five, so no no questions there. Um, I think. I think I expected a little more wow from Weidemeyer. Like I think he's a good athlete, but not a special athlete or anything like that. Um, hands are really solid. He's really good in traffic, just getting in the junk and, and coming out with the ball. He he's he's got like good, good ball adjustment, good body control. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm with you. Like the thing that's holding him back, especially going from watching Billingsley to watching him, is the overall athleticism. Yeah, like he's yeah. more of a power forward where Billingsley's like a wing. Just, you know, yeah. you. I love basketball. You love the magic, so that's a little help you understand it a little better. Yeah, Billingsley is Franz, and uh, Watermeyer is Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yes, uh, he preaches, and no one shows up. Um, but yeah, so it's just for him. It's how high is his ceiling with that lack of athleticism? Because I think the floor is really high from him. It's like I, you know, I think I think if we both watch Billingsley and Watermeyer back to back, I think it almost was a trap. Probably because. Because I bet I think if I you bet, put Watermeyer up against anyone else, he looks amazing. I was about to say I bet I, if I watch Ruckert and then Watermeyer, I wouldn't have yeah. this take necessarily. Yeah, no, I think he's a good like he's 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 not the athlete Billingsley is, but I think he's he's going to be one of the better athletes in the group. Yeah, like I he, and this is a good tight end he's a cl- class this year. He's a clear cut top five or top three tight end, I should say for me at least, and and for you it sounds like. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's him and Billingsley right now, and then. And then it's that group, and I'm just waiting to see and a lot of dudes. I'm just waiting to see who makes that leap because there's a lot of guys. Yeah, like I, I, I'm with you there, and I, I think Billingsley, Rucker, and Watermeyer are going to be my top three, kind of, probably throughout. Um, I will, I'm guaranteed I'll be lower on Rucker then. Yeah, because you. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but for Watermeyer, just the last thing we got to mention is the blocking. I think he's a pretty decent blocker at this point. I think I just want to see him get. A little stronger to sustain his blocks mm-hmm. longer, but he's very willing. Yeah, and I think he knows what he's doing. I, I impress. I'm impressed by that. Is he's got the he's, he's got the size too. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to turn into a really solid blocker. All right, let's jump to the offensive line. Uh, whoa, 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 Keon Zipperer, the next Ke- Cal Pitts. Keon Zipper, I think, is going to break out. If if you want to talk, it's not bad. No, I, he, he he's I, a he's a very good athlete. Yeah, um, and, and Nick Muse is no bad player. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, no, I don't have a draft one zipper, but yeah, I think, I think there's something there. Agreed. Okay, let's go. Let's go to offensive tackle. Um, so, is Evan Neal your number one offensive tackle? He is, but I, I'm not ready to say he's a top ten grade on him. I'm sure he'll go in the top okay. ten, but like I'm not. He's I'm not ready to say I got a top ten grade on him. He's my third rated player in the SEC. Um, I, I, I think he, he is a top future top ten pick. Six seven, three fifty, rare athleticism for that size, just ridiculous quickness, uh and an MFer in the run game, kills dudes, finishes through a whistle. Uh my the the main concern right now is consistency with his feet mm-hmm. and working to his landmarks uh like more sufficiently, like he can kind of just overwhelm guys and rely on the size and the yeah. athleticism rather than the technique and pass protection, which obviously that's not going to work in the NFL. Um, 
Because everything else, he's really, really just a freak. And he's switching okay. to left tackle this year, which is going to be really interesting. I, I have a first on him already. Which, so it's, it's a big thing for the summer. But, you know, everyone's got him as the top three player in the class. Because he's m- massive and he's such a good mover for that size. And his lower body is like... It, it, like, his lower body could play CFL offensive line, I think. Like he's just massive lower body. And, and you marry that with... Like, you, like, like he's... He's strong as hell. The lower body anchors so well. The hands are strong. He uses length well. Uh, he gets outside on toss. He, he's really good. He's, he's, I think he's the top tackle right now. Uh, just a couple nitpicky things. I, I just want to see him a couple things. Be more balanced overall. I don't feel like he's a very balanced player, but, again, he's a, he's a t- literal tower. Um, and I just – he's a good athlete, but I just want to see him maybe a little quicker. And it might not be as an athlete like because that's going to be hard to, to – um, to, to work on but just like maybe processing it's I think sometimes it shows when he's he's double teaming then like a linebacker will shoot through the gap and he can't get there in time and he's got to anticipate that maybe um, other times you see in a pass pro where against a more athletic edge he just like you said not getting to his landmarks just uh, you know just just not not um, not getting ready to just set um, so I think it's just working on his eyes and working on his feet and he can he can be very, very worthy of a top mm-hmm. five pick. Uh, who's your number two tackle? Uh, Charles Cross at Mississippi I, State. Well, was I, and that, that makes Sorry. me ask: uh, Do you are you like? I think Darren Kennard's going to be a guard in the NFL, but obviously he's playing tackle. Okay, I got him. Let's inside. do him there then. Uh, okay, then yes, Char- Charles Cross is my number two tackle as well. Um, Mississippi State. He uh, he's kind of I- interesting in that. He's a late bloomer who who went from like I think a a really light three star like physically light three star tackle um, to a five star. Ended up Mississippi State. Had to gain weight so he redshirted, and just a natural athlete and really good in pass protection. And he's in yeah. somehow locked into Mike Leach becoming the head coach and ending up in the perfect system for his skill set to shine. Um, Really smooth operator gets to his landmarks with ease. Um, his his feet and hands are connected very well. He, his hands can shoot wide, but like they work in unison with the feet. Um, and just an unbelievable mover. Big question is run game. Really asked to do much in that. More of a more of like a bo- like uses his body to shield defenders than actually like get in the nitty gritty and drive them. Yeah, um, but they're just oozing with potential. Yeah, so you know what's funny? I, for, I've thrown a couple snaps, and I'm like, you know, he kind of reminds me of Abraham Lucas when I first threw him on last year. And then, then it clicked. I'm like, oh, yeah, my leash. It's like it almost felt like perfect. But, um, yeah, just everything you said. He's long. He's really lean. But just the athleticism is so impressive. His feet are so quick. They're so quiet. Like he's, the, hands, the hands are timed very well. And then I, I was watching the LSU game, and then I realized it was his first start. Which I'm like, that's pretty fucking crazy. Looking this good in your first start against LSU. There was one play where like, he he, he you know he he uh, took the the edge inside and then kicked out and, and picked up the blitzer. I was like, holy fuck! For your first start against LSU, that that's crazy. It's just you know, run blocking will be the huge question. It will be until he comes out. But like the flashes of obviously he's a great athlete, but the flashes of using his athleticism as a run blocker, it it's almost like he you can turn him into something effective, but he's going to need to get stronger. Um, and he's never mm-hmm. really going to run block a lot in college. So whenever he comes out, it's going to be a projection as a run blocker. But 
I think I think we've seen, you know, run, people who aren't as good as a run blocker and not as good athletes be solid in, in the wrong game. So I think he can get there. Um, I I, I want to mention as well Nick Broker from Ole Miss. I like yeah. him a lot. I thought not not a f- like a phenomenal athlete, but just really well balanced. I think in pass protection. Um, He's not like the longest guy, and he's not explosive and twitchy, but just his base is so strong, mm-hmm. and he just he his feet are really crisp. Like he's a technician. Uh, I think he could be a guy who rises. He he's got to be better in the run game too. Uh, just he needs yeah. to just be more physical. Um, and the lack of athleticism kind of hurts him at times in, in terms of getting to that second level. But he's a guy who I I, I came away with uh, positive feelings about. I got a day three on him. Um, I didn't mind Myron Cunningham and Arky. Just kind of a solid dude. Um, mm-hmm. Six five three twenty seven. I just I don't know if he's gonna rise or anything, but I think he's gonna be a solid day three guy. I, I did kind of think uh, Dare Rosenthal or Dairy. I, I'm not sure. I, I thought he's a guy that could be a riser. He's yeah, six, seven, so transferred to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, from LSU. He's kind of was a. F- Funny. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. What was a big recruit? I, th- I can't. I th- he was either a high four star or five star defensive tackle. Switched to left tackle or offensive tackle at LSU. Started a bit last year. Kind of had some issues there. Yeah. Now at Kentucky, in just a a technical mess. Yeah. But so much length and a really wicked athlete. Yeah, and yeah, I think four four on on two four seven. I was checking for you. Um, four star that is, uh, yeah, and like he's just like he's top heavy, like he's got a funny build. He he's another guy that looks like a tower, but yeah, good athlete, and he's got like he's he's got some power to him. He's thumping dudes, but yeah, just a technical mess. Like he, he his pan placement is just terrible. He he, he just won't use his hands at times. Yeah, exactly, and he plays super high because just the natural lack of leverage. Um. <laughs> But I think there's something there. I, I think if he can put it all together, I think there's something there. All right, let's go to the interior. We're kind of loaded over here. Um, my number one offensive player in the SEC is Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, who's making the switch from left guard to left tackle this year for for uh, for Jimbo Fisher. But uh, I think that, that he is a potential top 15 pick uh, as a guard. Uh, funny you say that. He's my top guy in the SEC. I have a top 15 grade on him now. Uh, okay. I'm kind of like you know what he. I think come draft time, he's going to be just the safest player in the draft, and that's that's what he's going to keep getting. Called. I like that. Um, he is. Go ahead. I, I'm a, I'm I'm excited to see him playing left tackle, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, and I wonder what that will like if he's still really fucking awesome at left tackle. What yeah. that will do for his stock. It feels like a lot of the time, where, you know, like him. Yes. Playing tackle, but not being as good as he is at guard, but it helped his stock. Yeah, and, and I think Kenyon Green's going to be better than him. Um, just a ferocious run blocker, unbelievable hands, and a guy who, he he is the might be the meanest player in the class. And not only that, but a f- phenomenal mover at 6'4", 325, consistently works doubles, gets up to the linebackers, uh, and just bulldozes guys. He is a monster. And in pass protection, too, he could just rely on those... Strong hands and can anchor Boy, down. Yeah. The feet, the feet aren't like amazing or anything. But at left guard, like who cares? 
That's why I'm excited to see him at left tackle to see what what the feet look like yeah, out there. I, but I feel like he he's a quick dude. Like he's got a lot of quickness to him. Yeah, he's a very good yeah, athlete. Uh, just uh, like a natural leverage. I know he's six four, but like just he's, it feels like he's great at leverage. He's powerful. Uh, him on the pull, man. And he's pulling with bad intentions. He's burying dudes every time. I I don't really have a hole in this game. I, I think he's. Oh, by the way, I think he's amazingly balanced. I think the balance is like the big thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw him lose a rep. If you want to throw that term around, I, I think he, I think he's he's again he's a guard, so I don't know how high he's going to go. I think he right now I think he's a top fifteen guy. Moving to tackle could really make that happen for him though. Again, I don't think he's a tackle in the NFL, but it's just going to really be a fun eval. This this especially in the SEC, that's that's a lot of fun. I think he's a stud. I think he's an absolute stud. Yeah, um, yeah. To me, him and Evan Neal look like. Uh, first round offensive line. Definitely, I, I um, they'll both be first round picks. Just Neil, I feel like he's got a, a longer way to go to to be where people have him already. But Kenny Green, I feel like people are like, everyone's just like, yeah, he's a first round pick. But then not, I feel like they're not appreciating how good he is. Hmm. Uh, and then, so who, who's your number two? I've been here? here from UK, but uh, I'm not yeah. enamored with him or anything. He's fun. He's like no. I, I, I think he's more of a day two guy than kind of that. I, I've seen him in the few mock drafts I've looked at be like kind of a late first round yeah. guy. I think he's more of a day two. You kick him inside to guard, and he's just a, in a power scheme. He's 6'5", 347, uh, a ton of power behind him. Just what kind of he, – he doesn't play with incredible leverage, yeah. which can hurt him at times. And he doesn't have the feet to play tackle, I don't think. Pretty good athlete for that size. But and just moving him inside just seems like so much better for him. Uh, and he's he just a very – he'll once he locks onto a guy in pass pro, he's got you. But he has, he'll struggle with speed yeah. and, and reaching on the outside and getting to the landmark. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think natural. Yeah, I think in pass pro, like his hand plays assistant, but, like – He's a good like hand fighter. Like he, he knocks hands down a lot. Like you said, once he kind of gets you, he, he got you. Especially because he's, he's such a big body dude. I, I he's already a really really good run blocker and he's out there playing tackle. But um, I think just using his hands better in the run could just make him an absolutely devastating run blocker. But yeah, I, I do think I got a third round grade mm. now, so I don't think he's he's that first round type of dude. But I, I think he's definitely a day two guy. Uh, and then my next two interior guys are the LSU guards, Ed Ingram and, and Jason Hines. Yeah, Who do you have higher? Yeah. yeah. I think you got Ingram, Ingram and then where? Hines. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so we're the same page. Ingram, better athlete, um, really, really athletic in terms of uh, moving in space, reaching reach blocks, getting to the second level. Um, doesn't have the the strengths a bit of a question, but he plays yeah. really mean, like. He doesn't have the best anchor and pass protection. You can kind of push him around a bit, and he can get too high. Hines is more of a just, just a rock solid, physical power player, uh, who I think fits a power scheme much much better. Six three three fifty, um, and yeah, Ingram like like he's six three three ten, but I think he's like well built. Like he's, I don't know, he's just got a sturdy build to him. But no, I I agree with you. Um, I feel like like he another guy kind of just want to be see him a little more balanced, just a little more consistent too, 
and and Heinz, yeah, he's a he's a he's a big dude. I, I think he's strong, but like, I almost feel like he's got to anchor better. And I I think he's like I don't know, he like carries his weight well. I like them both. I think they're they're kind of early day three guys. I I think Ingram's Ingram's athleticism makes him a pretty high ceiling guy. I think Heinz is more of a fourth round high floor dude. But I do think they both have NFL starting yeah, no, guard traits. Um, who's uh, your next guy? I got um, I got uh, Jamari Saylor from from Georgia, who's also a really big dude. Um, so I got him, him, and Emil Ekior Jr. from Alabama, and Ricky Stromberg is my next three, my and next then I'll have draftables. Um, but I don't. I, I got a late on Stromberg and kind of like six rounds on uh, Ekior and, and Saylor. Um, I don't, I don't particularly love any of them. Um, let's start. I guess let's let's rip through them quick. Sailor, more of a like a big physical run run blocker who's a good fit at left guard in a power scheme, but I just think pass protection is a big issue. Really Which is messy feet. Fu- funny because not he was a great athlete. And they just kicked him to guard for the Peach Bowl. Yeah, but no, lots of technique stuff to kick uh, to clean up. But yeah, just just he moves really well for that size too. So I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, Schromberg is fun. Like he's he's six four three ten. He plays center. Um, like he moves well. He's kind of like a wide body di- guy. He can get to reach blocks. Solidly strong, but I think he plays a bit high. So I just but but you younger dude. So I think coming together, I think he'll be a legit center prospect. And one thing I thought was he just ended up on the ground yeah. a little too much. Yeah, and with with Ekuar, I kind of just think he's solid. I think he's just a solid guy. Yeah, I think he's a like a bat. I've seen some hype for him, but I think he's more of a a depth guard player. Um, I, I just he didn't do anything that really jumped off the charts to me, and I didn't think he was a particularly great athlete either. Strong guy, good run blocker, uh, plays with pretty solid leverage too, yeah, which I helps. But, I think he's just solid. Like, I don't yeah. think there's there's anything special to him. I don't think there's anything blatantly bad to him. Um, you know what? There's just nothing blatantly bad about locker room and the magic talk. Oh yeah, Spotify shit. green Sorry, room. That's what it's called now. <laughs> and the Orlando Magic's locker room. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's a great place to be. Where AJ will go be going live from on Spotify green room, the live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use, where you can talk to fans, insiders, and all kinds of people in real time. And uh, all you need to do is download Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and you'll be notified when someone goes live on Spotify Greenroom. Come with your spiciest takes. What's your spiciest take about the interior defensive line uh, group? Ooh, okay, hold well, on, let me think. For a spicy take? Um, Mine is that it's not very sorry? good. My take is that it's not very good. You didn't like Leo? Oh, I guess. Who? Do, you, do you have Leal as an edge or an interior? Oh, I put him as an edge. I put him as an interior. Oh, we're just getting this all backwards. Be a lot better if I put him as an interior. Let's just do him as an interior, though. <laughs> Six four two ninety. I, I... So, like I said, I love this interior class. Leal's my number one. Is that how you say his so. name? I was gonna say Leal. Demarvin Leal. Accent. I'm gonna say Leal. Anyway, he plays edge, three tech, four eye, five tech, wherever they need him to play, he plays. Six four two nine two ninety. Uh true junior. Very powerful pass rusher. Really 
I, I, I thought good yeah. hands for a younger guy. Um, and plays his ass off. Very strong when needing to anchor down and set the edge. Um, and you just love that defensive line versatility. He's got he's got first round potential yeah, written you can play all literally, over. Like it's it's not even just edge. Like they stand him up too. Like it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's a for being that big. He is a uh, yeah, great athlete. Uh, no, for sure. I, I do think like my one little knock is I think he's a tick slow reacting to the snap at times, but he's a really good athlete. Um, and his lower body just fluidity and quickness is really impressive. Um, and like you said, I think he uses his hands really well and. Um, he's got a nice little swim move, and I saw one where he um, Evan Neal kind of leaned a little bit, and he hit him with the old uh, push and pull, and put him right in the dirt, and then make the tackle on the running back. I think he's yeah, I agree. I think he's really advanced. I think he's a, another guy. I think hey, Green might be the safest safest player in the draft. I, Leal might be one of the safest defense players in the draft, where you're gonna stick, you're gonna draft him and stick him wherever the hell you want, and he's gonna be really good. Yeah, and he's more of that edge interior tweener whereas jordan davis at george is that true interior guy he's playing he, he he plays all the interior spots but he is more of a monstrous space eating one tech nose tackle type six six three forty um good athleticism for that size too can can push the pocket a bit as a pass rusher because he plays with surprising leverage for that height I, yeah, I think and, and, and good the flash is all there for davis i just think he's got to be more consistent and uh, I, I, I think when he's, yeah, when he's on, he looks like a, a just a dude who can anchor the defensive line, but he will disappear, disappear for stretches. Um, but yeah, when he, when he's on, he's just taking up freaking the center and both guards because he's so yeah. big and he's just keeping everyone behind him clean or he'll, he'll make a splashy play as a pass rusher every once in a while too. Like you said, I got some Marcus Stroud vibes from him. Um, yeah, I think he's a day two guy. Okay, I was gonna ask. I, I got a third round card right now, but like he's got he's got big upside. It's just um, consistently, but I don't think his floor is. It's not like his floor is low though. No, he's such a mammoth. Uh, after those two, my only other draftable is Kobe Whiteside, who it's more of banking on his 2019 tape because he wasn't great in 2020. He was banged up, but more of a three tech one gap shooter. Yeah, I didn't have a draftable on him. Um, do you consider like like Ray in an IDL? Or you put him with the edges. He's a bigger dude, that kind of. Thing. I put him. I put him IDL. I just didn't like. Okay, him I much. don't mind him. I, I got a late draft on him, but yeah, okay, that's fine. We don't have to talk about him. Um, it's. <laughs> He's just trying to get home to the to to the Orlando Magic summer league game. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm reading a, an article with the Magic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a great <laughs> IDL class, and, and we're done now. And in general, not again, again. Um, but yeah, I, well, yeah, we talked about it. like yeah. For me right now, my my number one uh, for doing Leal here be him, then Jordan Davis, then Purion Winfrey, Haskell Garrett, Ralph Hawley. I think it's like the same group for me. And I don't. Winfrey's yeah, the one I'm like, most ex- like. I think Leal's the best, and he's going to be the best come April. Uh, Winfrey's the one I'm most excited about, though. That, like, like he, he, I think he's got the biggest leap in him for okay. sure. Yeah, because I think kind of Jordan Davis is kind of you, – you know what you're getting there at this yeah. point. Whereas Win, Winfrey's got dripping with potential Leal's a first-round type player. And after – like Haskell Garrett I think is a good college football player. I think he's more of a day three guy though. Early day three, but day three. And like Ralph Hawley's the secret gem we discovered. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, moving to edge though. Lots uh, of dudes here. Uh, I'm curious who your top guy is. 
Well, it was Leal. Okay. Just know yeah, that. No. I don't love any of the edges. Do you love any of the edges? Love? No, but I think a lot of interesting guys. I got a couple draftables. Okay. Um, who's your Adam number Adam Anderson. One? I don't want to say first. Just, like, it's just the flashes. He's my number two. He's, he's my number two because he, I think, has the most upside. Exactly. Uh, well, there's a couple guys who there are a lot of upside that you, you and you could see a big leap coming. I think he is the best of that group. Yeah. Um, he's 6'4". 6'5", 230. Yeah, under 230, apparently. But, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not happy. Ju- juice twitched up. Uses his hands better than I was expecting. Can beat you around the edge. Bends well, too. Plays really – he plays his ass off. Uh, run game, he's a bit of a liability. Yes. But, yeah, you could see him be becoming a bit – like, he'll play some Sam, and he stands up a lot. Um, but you could see him becoming a premier pass rusher uh, in the SEC. Yeah, it's just – yeah, because he, he didn't get a lot of snaps last year. And when he did, it was no. purely in pass rush situations. But then, yeah, like you said, the, the get-off is so impressive. He's a big-time athlete. But again, he's only two, like two twenty six. So, um, no, I, I agree. Uh, who's your Who's your top guy? Kingsley. I can't see his last name from uh, South Carolina. Uh, yeah, and also interesting. He's he's six four two sixty. Yeah, so he's a different type of player than Anderson. Where again, I don't love anyone. I thought he was the safe guy. He wasn't like he's not wowing you as a as a speed rusher or anything. He's not the bendiest guy, but some some pass rush repertoire some tools in there he uses his hands pretty well it's like um, speed to power he, yeah uh plays like he's got a big time motor and i thought he set the edge pretty consistently uh, again i don't love him though like i it's mid to late day three okay you didn't okay uh i i, got, I didn't like love anyone I got, like, like i thought brenton cox and ali gay both uh kind of like adam anderson have have a bunch of upside with them yeah i agree with there i so i, I like those are kind of my top guys um I got draftables on them, but like no no big grades. I like I got a f- uh, fifth on no uh, fourth on Anderson, and that's my highest tier. Yeah, and I think like Cox Cox and Gay are both juiced up guys who yeah. win with speed. I think Cox uses his hands a little better, um, and Gay, Gay's a little more bendy around the edge. But uh, yeah, they're they're I don't know. They neither of them blew me away. Uh, Jordan Strachan, who's a, a Georgia State transfer to South Carolina, who has some hype. I didn't think he was like unbelievable or anything. Six five two fifty, but he's a guy who jumping to the SEC could take off this year as well. Yeah, um, no, that's but yeah. I don't know. I, I I didn't come away thinking any of these guys are like gonna end up top one hundred guys necessarily. Anderson would be the best bet, I think, though. I uh, agree. Agree. It's just you know he's he's not very heavy. But no, I agree. I, I think all these no. guys are going to get drafted, probably. But yes, and like they all do have potential. Um, but you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't. And I think Anderson and Cox are the two I would be most excited about. Maybe Cox is Cox is my number two, and then I, I go uh, yeah. Gay, and then uh, Kingsley K, uh, Kings Kingsley, e, and then his teammate Strawn. Um, mm. What do you think about the linebacker group? Uh, so Christian Harris, I, I, so I think he's being overhyped, but he is also the best linebacker in the class. That if is, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I've seen him be like a top 10 guy, which I don't see at all. Um, what do you have got day two, but, day, day two grade on him? Yeah. Late day two. Uh, yeah, but he's to me again, he is the best linebacker in the class. I just don't think he's that like a first, a no doubt first round guy at this point. Um, 
I think what he does really well, like he's very rangy. Uh, he he he's fluid in coverage. He's pretty good eyes in zone. Um, he uh, he rarely like he's a, a pretty consistent tackler. Um, I just what slows me down on him would be stack and shed and instincts. Like I don't think he has fantastic instincts or anything. Uh, doesn't cons- like he'll be a t- a hair slow at reading keys. But then he's a good athlete, so it kind of makes up for that. But that won't necessarily work in the NFL. Um, he takes the cheese on a lot of like you know, motion and stuff. Like yes, that. like so. I don't know. I didn't think he was some one of those like transcendent linebackers that you you are like this guy's a first. Like, he, he's not Michael yeah, like, Parsons. Like when you threw Mika, Michael Parsons on it this time, like, yeah, it's not, it's not like that. Yeah. Uh, he fun when he blisses though too, like like Micah obviously, but he's not the yeah not the same beast. Uh, no, I, I th- yeah, I agree with you. Plus, like, 6'1", 232, fi- fine size. Um, I thought N'Kobe Dean from Georgia was a lot of Okay, yes. Now, he is not big, but fuck, he plays his ass. He's a psycho. Yeah, he, yeah I, th- I think, I think honestly, I think he's got a chance to be better than Christian Harris. Um, he, he if he was a little bigger, this. I think people might be talking about him a little more because he, he yeah. gets downhill in a fucking hurry. And he's looking to take a fucking head off. I he's one of those guys that I like to say fucking when I talk about him because he plays so hard. Um, no, he yeah he was a really pleasant, fun surprise. Uh, but yeah, the lack of size and the length hurts him. Like he can get absorbed by blockers because of that. Um, and I, I want to see him do more in coverage to kind of justify being on the field more frequently. But yeah, he's a really fun watch. Yeah, um, but there's. Some- or else he's getting kind of absorbed. I agree with you. Um, but, yeah, no, just coming into it, I, I think because uh, he's just going into his junior year now, the size is a big question. But I think he, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. Um, who, else, who else you got in? Uh, who's your third guy? Or if, if Dean was your second guy, that is. Uh, Dean is my second guy. Uh, Owen Popo? Popo? Yeah. He's my third Poe. guy. He's another guy who's undersized but really twitchy athlete. Um his instincts are a big problem, but he flies around the football field. Uh, he'll miss tackles because he's over aggressive at times. But uh, he he was another fun player. Yeah, I, I like him too. I got drafted on him. I, I like uh, Henry Toto from Bama, who's transferring from Tennessee. Um, did you, what'd you think of him? Toto, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't think like really okay. Like I didn't think he was a phenomenal athlete. Like, I think he's, no, he's solid. He plays hard, but I also didn't, like, he's not the biggest dude either, and he can struggle to get off blocks, no. and I didn't think he had great instincts nor look great in coverage. Like, I have a late day three on him. Okay, no, I'm a little, like, I got a fifth. I like his, I like the instincts a little more than you, but no, I kind of agree with everything. I, I, I am really excited to see him next to Christian Harris, though. Yeah, that's that's a really fucking cool duo. Um, Mike Jones is interesting, too. Like, another, not the biggest guy, six one two twenty five. Clemson but, transfer. Clemson transfer, plays that overhang. So see him play just more of a real linebacker spot for LSU. It's going to be uh, interesting. But he's a really good athlete. So I yeah. think, think another dude to watch well, at linebacker. And, and, like, even throwing Ventrell Miller into this, like, a lot I of like the SEC. Miller too. Yeah, like, a lot of the SEC linebackers I enjoy, they're, a lot of them lack size, but they play really fast and they play hard. Yeah. Like, Ventrell Miller is not big, but he is a, he's kind of a car crash type player too. Yeah, when he's when Ventra Miller is on his game, he's really really good. Um, it's just like 
kind of inconsistently. Another guy kind of – I thought his eyes started to fail him at, at points last year. Um, I remember we watched so much Florida games. <laughs> like just, yeah, we really <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched like Miller's whole season. Um, no, I do like Ventral Miller. I do think there's something there. He's just being more consistent. And like you said, a car crash, dude, he's fun. Um, do you want to jump to corners? Yeah, um, Derek Stanley won, obviously. Yeah, he's my number one player in the SEC. Uh, it, he is just – it's hard to find a flaw with that guy. Um, it kind of reminds me of Patrick Sertan coming out last year where he just can play any coverage you ask him to play. Like, he could, he can lock you down playing press man, but he, he's fluid and natural and uh, great eyes when, you, when you're playing, like, cover three. Um, he – I don't know, like, it's hard to find a flop, but his, his hips are just perfect. His feet are soft and quick. Uh, he He's aggressive and balanced and press. He'll he'll just lock guys he down. He's really easy. Yeah. Um, okay, here, this is, I guess, the Mahatag. I, I have green over him, but not that I don't think Stingley's great. I think it was just, like, you know, there was so much hype going in that I got really nitpicky with him. But mm. <laughs> watching him versus Bama... I don't want to say he gave up a lot, but you know he had a tough time with Devontae Smith. It's not, it's not like it's a fucking secret that Devontae Smith isn't great. But it was cool watching him. They they moved him around a lot. I thought that was really interesting. He he was shadowing Devontae, uh, I think through the whole first quarter, uh, and then they kind of like let him play field. And they they put him like single highest on one snap. That was kind of cool. But he kind of he struggled in that game. He was losing his, I don't know. Sark had Sark was in his bag. Just losing his bearings, I think maybe just trying to do too much and just slowing down. Like, yeah, I'm sure he just probably just felt alone there. It was, it was a weird situation for him where he, like, I, I think they put him in a bad spot, but that, that game kind of, like, it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm like, I'm like, well, is this the, you know, the greatest DB prospect of all time? Um, <laughs> so, like, I think I got nitpicky, but everything you said is so true. Um, but I would like to see him get better against the run just be a little more no, he's not yeah he's more, i mean he, he's not like a fantastic tackler and not necessarily uh, yeah not the most aware run defender but i don't know i don't yeah, care that I, much so just, when you're that good no, in coverage I, you shouldn't care you shouldn't care i just I, your, I wanted to be the nitpicky one who's your number two uh Kyrie elam who actually Same. was a guy who usually I, I go into watching these florida dbs I'm like okay they're all hype no substance but i thought elam was really fucking good uh, he's big too, six two, uh, one ninety six. You see, you feel the length, which I, I thought was really impressive. He's yeah. a guy who is aggressive coming coming forward, and both against the run and just breaking on the ball. And at the catch punch, you, you feel his length, and he kind of envelops receivers. I, I was really impressed by that. I think he looks um, really good in press, man. But then yeah. even like in the Texas A and M game, you saw him just show off some his eyes and his range uh, in zone a couple times, where he he'd fly from ten yards away to break up a pass. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was the game I did. Which uh, right off the bat, they had a big PPU. Uh, I think it had like three in the game. He, he's um, he's my number two corner in the class after Stingley. I got to lay first on him, so I he's, my he's two very two. he's very good. Yeah, really, I, I, I think, think really good, really really good feet for a taller corner too. Yeah, no, for sure, he mirrors really well. My my the again, he's six two. His his hips are a little sticky. Like, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna one, say that's that that was one thing. If I'm going to nitpick, his hips are a little, uh, especially going from Stingley to him watching. I did uh, the same thing, yeah. Yeah, sim- similar heights. Uh, Elam doesn't have those same fluid, uh, loose hips. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Um, who's your third guy? Darion Kendrick, obviously Clemson transferred to Georgia. Yeah. Who's 
tons of potential, really clean athlete. Um, doesn't have great eyes in zone. Doesn't have great no. press balance and press. Doesn't have a, uh, just not the good, very f- overly physical corner. I like him an off man a lot, um, where that becomes less less of an issue, and you can rely more on that true athleticism. It's gonna be interesting to see what he does at Georgia. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it converted a wide receiver too, if I remember correctly. So like, mm-hmm. he's still kind yeah. of coming into it. I know. I think like Kendrick, big upside. Uh, but I think he's got a low floor. I, I do. Th- I think he's got a really low floor. Yeah, no, no, no. That's definitely. Um, what you think? Uh, actually, kind of like maybe not the same, but like I, I just jumped to Josh Job. Who I, I didn't I like Josh Job. Yeah, I think he's interesting, but he just never put it together. I think he's got to if he wasn't. Yeah. If he wasn't at Alabama, his name wouldn't pop up nearly as much as it does. I think that's a fair take. I had to watch him because, the, you know, the big name. Yeah. Um, I do think he's a little interesting, though, but I don't. I, I like a, a I like Allie Green at Missouri, who's a Tulsa transfer, who you throw in that Oklahoma State game from last year, and he, mm-hmm. he's covering Tylen Wallace, and he's just being a, a freaking dog. He is, even on run plays, like, he's just trying to kill Tylen Wallace specifically. Yeah. Amazing. I think Mizzou. I love the Tulsa Mizzou duo. I love them both. Yeah, because the 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 Tulsa DBs coach goes to Mizzou, takes them both with them. I love it. Uh, yeah, they're both really interesting guys with the size I and physicality. Higher, but I think I, I also uh, yeah. It, it, so it's 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 Green and Evans. I have Green higher. You say you have Evans higher. Yeah. Which I mean, that just goes to show like they're both legit. I think. Yeah, they are. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited to see. Like that's I love that shit. When like the fact that they both transferred from Tulsa to the SEC, Missouri gets two starting corners. Like that, it's gonna be so fun to watch them this year. Just physical dudes. That honestly, it's weird to say, but I think that that Tulsa defense last year was something special, and in a weird way, it's like just something well, unique. Zayvon Collins obviously got a lot of the attention, yeah. but like that's the the yeah, like that's. Those two and uh, what's his name, the six four safety. You go back to the to, to the episode we did Tulsa. I, I talked about him, Ray. I believe. Blanking on too. Yeah, and they're also bit like Evans is six two, uh, Green is six three. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on him too. The the safety six four, and obviously Zayman's a big fucking linebacker too. They're Kendarren Ray. Kendarren Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say I wish they stayed because going, them going to Mizzou is actually really it's, fun. Yeah, really fun. Uh, <laughs> anyone, anyone else? Uh, did you like? Nah, that was it for me. State? You? Not really. Not really. Okay. Safeties. So I enjoyed the safeties. I didn't think there was any like jaw droppers, but there there were some fun football players. I thought Jordan Battle is good, but uh, maybe a little. I saw some big grades on him. It was slightly disappointing. I but, thought yeah. he was disappointing. Yeah, I, I think he's good. I do think he's good. He, he, he's like, yeah, like I, I have a mid-day three. I, th- I think clearly draftable guy. Who pl- they, they play him at single high. They'll play him two deep nickel just as a flats defender, 6'1", 210. I think he's very good in his own coverage. Good yeah. good eyes. A um, little stiff in the hips. His feet are a little messy. Um, he needs to become more like, consistent tackling for sure. Y- yes, and I don't think he's great. Like you don't want him manning up. Uh, like I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I didn't realize until recently he was being super hyped. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I just noticed it this week, too. Dude, so, yeah, be like, because he's, especially coming off 
uh, last week where we had Dax Hill and Brandon Joseph, who to me are two potential for like, yeah. it, those are the two safeties after Kyle Hamilton in this class. Like he's nowhere near those guys. I agree with you. Um, did you like Jalen Catalan from Arcadia? I did. I think he's really, really fun. I agree with you. <laughs> and so he he's my number one safety in the SEC. I'm not a big grade, but he is just a fucking freight train looking at and lives. Yeah. Uh, box safety, 5'10", 200, tackle machine. Like, to me, he's, he looks like a guy who's just going to be a great special teams player, maybe a third safety in the league. Like, cause I, he struggled in coverage and he, but get coming downhill. He's really explosive as a run defender. Absolutely. And unfortunately, another guy with a long uh, injury history too, which, which really sucks, but no, he's, he, he, yeah, he's just, he's a lot of fucking fun. He's one of the more fun, most fun safeties that yeah. we've done. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I like your, yeah, I feel like, like, at worst, though, I almost feel like he's going to be like a safety three, though. I think he's going to come in and be contributive, like you said. For, for the guy. record, he, he currently sits as my fourth safety in this class. Like, oh, it's a huge wow. drop It's a huge drop off from Hill and Joseph to him, but. Yeah, you know what's, it's, I feel like we haven't, I don't know if we just didn't find it, but the safety class doesn't feel deep, but the top feels really, obviously Kyle Hamilton, yeah. I think he's generational safety. Like, yeah, and Kyle Hamilton's a top ten pick, and Dax Hill and Brandon Joseph are potential first round picks. I agree. I think they're and they're both young players. I think they're both gonna be first round picks when it's, it's yeah. all said and done. Um, anyone else safety? Tyke Smith, who yeah. is transferring from West Virginia to Georgia and just played played just predominantly nickel at at West Virginia. Um, he he he's following uh, the West Virginia DC uh, Adai to Georgia as the DB coach. So I think he's gonna be a fun one to watch there. I think he was just a very solid. Um, when they needed him to man up, like he was very solid, he looked pretty good in zone, uh, a solid tackler. So I think he's going to be one of the better nickel prospects. He's got like, that 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 Georgia D, uh, secondary that obviously they lost so much. He's got big big shoes to fill. Yeah, so he's, he's got all the opportunity though. Obviously, like you said, with the die coming over. And, um, and and speaking of George, the, the Georgia secondary, Lewis Sign, he I didn't mind him either. True junior, six one two hundred. Played a little too deep. Played a little single high. Um, I think he just needs to improve his ball skills, but he plays really physical. Uh, pretty good range too, and, and um, I, I think that's a name to watch. But yeah, nobody, nobody, like struck me. I guess in this group. Yeah, I think like I do like battle. Just the the missed tackles are, are pretty bad. It's just the problem is like. You go in with this expectation when people yeah. are like, "Oh, this is a potential first round next Alabama safety," and then it's like it's he's not that. Yeah, they're always every year where one of them gets hyped to be the next first round pick, just like uh, Seven Banks and the Ohio State corners. Yeah, fact. All right, let's uh, let's get to the awards and then home to the wives. Uh, SEC champ this year. I kept it simple. I put Bam over Georgia. I Same. Almost, I'm a coward like you. Yeah. I, I almost feel like this is a good year for a surprise team, but like Missouri, Arkansas. Yeah, like <laughs> like Texas A and M, but like it felt like it should have been last year. You know what I mean? Like like Yeah, because now they got a freshman quarterback. Haynes King, yeah. uh the starting quarterback, freshman. Exactly. And like obviously they uh the, the Maroon Goons, it was only Kenny and Green left and like 
uh, the, there's a lot of turnover. It should have been last year. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I think like they could have been a fun pick. Um, Ole Miss even, but like again, they they they. I think they're gonna be good, but uh, they're still a bit of a mess, and they lost dudes. Obviously, Elijah Moore. Um, so I don't know. I just kept it simple. It's Bama over Georgia. I think they're the two best te- coach teams. Obviously, they're always just churning dudes in. Keep it simple. But Georgia's a boring. T- I think Georgia's a really boring program, but they always have good players. That's that's my take. <laughs> good take. Georgia feels like uh, old Alabama. I think Kirby Smart just like he's like, hey, we were winning championships in 2011, and we're gonna, that's where we're gonna be. Where no one likes watching us, but we're good. Except we're not as good as Bama. Who's your pick for a SEC Offensive Player of the Year? Homerism, baby. John Mechie. I think he's going to make that huge old leap. Brampton boy. But would uh, it not just be Bryce Young then? No, it's going to be John Mechie. Okay, fine. <laughs> sure. I picked Matt Corral just because I think he's going to put up video game numbers. It's my second and, uh, yeah. it's hard. I mean, it's hard not to pick Bryce Young, just Alabama quarterback. But, yeah, Matt, Matt Corral because I enjoy watching him. I, I think SEC I have this, defensive. I think I have this secret take in the back of my mind. That Bryce Young isn't going to be good. <laughs> for no, based off I don't nothing, like that take. Based off nothing. I hate. He probably is like extremely that. good. <laughs> uh, SEC defensive player of the year? I went with Leal over, over Stingley. Me, me, me too, just because I think he Dylan takes another leap. He's a good <laughs> Stingley. True. True. Uh, I think Lil takes that big leap this year. And, Better and team, too. I think it, it, the, the TFL and the sack numbers will go up and – his impact will be felt more in the box score than it has before. Yeah, the teams are just not going to throw at Stingley. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because why would like why bother? Yeah, it's for real. Okay, finally, our last town of the week. Any guesses? Uh, <laughs> Until we get to the NFL shows, where I'll also do town of the week. <laughs> uh, I've been racking my brain. I'm like, I really wanted to hit the 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 fucking right population this week. I didn't cheat though. I was gonna go and study every SEC town's population, so I was that more focused on that. So it. tell me, I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna hit this population. Which what is the city of the week? It's Fayetteville, Arkansas. Okay, okay, Fayetteville. <sighs> okay, you think? Well, I, I give some info. Home to the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they play at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, which has a seventy-two thousand capacity, but. They can put temporary seating in that brings it to 76,000. So that's kind of fancy. Uh, and it was built in 1938. Wow. Uh, and named after uh, Donald W. Reynolds, an American businessman and philanthropist. Stadium should only be named after people who are like cool. That's my thought. Which I know, like, this guy probably paid for the stadium. So yeah, that's that, but not that cool. Okay, population guess. Uh, I don't know. It feels tricky. I don't know my Arkansas too. Uh, it's gonna be the. It's gotta be the. No, Little Rock is bigger. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say the same as the stadium. Seventy-two thousand. Close. Eighty-five thousand one hundred and sixty-six. Damn. It's so crazy to think like these po- towns have populations of that, and like as many or more people go into their stadiums every Saturday. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah, and the, the economy is driven by Arkansas football. It's yeah. It's fucking crazy to think of. <laughs> Um, notable alumni, they have a lot. Now, predominantly athletes, they've they, they they've produced um, one of the better combos of football, basketball, and baseball players, which is interesting. But uh, let's let's start with uh, non-sport. 
Nick Pizzolato, the, the true detective guy, is an alumni. Oh, that makes sense. So is David O. Russell. The director? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Arkansas has got a big old uh, art films community. Wow. Wait, and another one, Jerry Jones. That guy loves art. Uh, he does. Okay. St- Steve Atwater, Mike Conley Sr., uh, Lance Allworth, John Daly, Butch Davis, Dan Hampton, Jimmy Johnson, Joe Johnson, Dallas Keuchel, Cliff Lee, Darren McFadden, Sidney Moncrief, Barry Switzer. Like, Arkansas just produces goats. Run DMC is I mean, the cream of the crop there. Yeah, John Daly, but sure. <laughs> uh, and notable people from Fayetteville? Like, nobody is from Fayetteville, it seems. Except for one. Do you know who? <laughs> no, why would I know who? <laughs> It's Bill Clinton. Oh, okay. I well, the news from Arkansas. I didn't know he's from Fayetteville. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe the Wikipedia might have lied. I don't know. I know for sure he's from Arkansas. Uh, it's I up to debate whether he's from Fayetteville. I trust it. Can you do a Bill Clinton impersonation? What? What? What was it? What did he used to say when I download illegal songs and it wouldn't be the song? <laughs> did you ever get those on LimeWire? No. It'd be like. This is not the song you're looking for. Is that what Bill Clinton sounds like? It sounded more like JFK or something. I don't know. Anyway, things to do in Fayetteville. The Botanical Garden of the Ozarks. Beautiful. Theater squared. One word, I looked at it, and it's just a really a bunch of squares that form a building that's a movie theater. That sounds sick. Wilson Park, which looked like a shitty theme park. Uh, the Clinton House Museum. Oh, there you go, okay. Arkansas Air Museum. Headquarters House Museum. Wait, wait, it's a museum of houses? Uh, you'll have to go to find out. Okay. Um, the Fayetteville Confederate Cemetery. Of course. And now after you've gone there, you're going to want to cleanse yourself by heading to the World Peace Fountain. Uh, um, I don't wait. Where I don't even know where Fayetteville is geographically in Arkansas. That's pretty bad. Uh, there's also the NWA escape room, which I don't know if it's connected to the rap group NWA. <laughs> Seems sure like so. poor naming, but hey, um, you can go to the Hogshead tours. I don't know exactly. Do they just tour you around Fayetteville? Maybe. And uh, finally, you end your day off at Fayetteville's Funky Yard Sale. Is Arkansas like the trickiest geographical state? I like you're gonna have to provide more context. I will. I will provide more. Like, like, okay. What I'll ask you, right now. it's not. It's not a trick question. Well, I mean, it's a tough question. But like, northwestern Arkansas. Like, just picture northwestern Arkansas. What state is it? Northwestern Arkansas. That's where Fayetteville is, by the way. I had to Google it. Apparently, apparently, um, Bill's from down near Texarkana, which you can guess what state that area is. Who else is from Texarkana? Ryan Mallett. I'll never forget that for some reason. Um, <laughs> like, like Northwestern Arkansas is like the Oklahoma border, like the Missouri border. It's kind of like tricky. It's a tricky. I was gonna state. say Missouri. Yeah, it's like a tricky. Because uh, Ar- okay, so Ar- Arkansas and then Oklahoma and then above it's Missouri. And Texas, right? to Southwest, and, and then like Alabama, Tennessee, it's Louisiana. Like a, it's like a little, it's like a glue state that you don't think of too much. It's always my wow. take. But I love Arkansas football. I'm so happy that they're 
they're competitive again. Hear that, Arkansas? AJ thinks you're the glue of America. You're holding it all together.